real vibes, real shit, real stories. Come get a bite at the Lunch Me Podcast. Today, guys, we're gonna discuss uh, criminal justice reform. Is you know that's his biggest thing. He's uh, indulging. He's uh, has his major in criminal justice, and he's real passionate about it. So, I think mean, I like this might for you to start about you know talk about your childhood, man. Just where you're from and your your childhood experience. All right, my childhood experience. So I'm from the Democratic Republic of Congo. I came to the United States when I was two. Okay. I lived, my first 11 years of my life, I lived in Washington, D.C. My mother and my father, you know, with me. my father ended up leaving, so my mom, she had to work a lot more. Yeah. So it got to the point where it was almost like, in a way, when I was in D.C., I was almost getting raised by my coaches. That's because, mm. you know, especially like in some place like Georgia is really good, you know, for like, you know, living. Like you can live, yeah. You can live kind of cheaper than other places, but when that switch happened, you know, that single parent household, the two parent household became single. I saw the effects of it right there. Just mom I'm always stressing on bills and she going to work now. Instead of four times, we come able to have an experience with my mom. Mm-hmm. The other couple times yeah. a week, it's, it's like six times a week. So I was really at the liberty of, I ain't gonna lie, great role models, male okay. role models. You know, role models like that. guys had people guiding me in the right direction. But from there, I moved. After my sixth grade, sixth grade year, yeah. I moved to Portland, Oregon for my aunt. Okay, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, my, my cousins. Like, I would say, like, that taught me how to live with others. Like, mm-hmm. I call my cousins, like, they're my brother and sister. Yeah. Like, they taught me, I remember, you know, first getting there, you know, you, you don't know how to live with other people. You used to get everything your way. I feel like, you know, the way that did humble me, that experience back there in Portland. You okay. Know, my what, what, what humble you? What experience humble you there? Just, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Going from Washington, D.C. to Portland, Oregon. Woo! It's, cold, it's, it's way more than a culture change. I mean, I've had people treat me well before, but it's just like, D.C. is chocolate city. You yeah. know what I mean? So, coming from there to Portland, Oregon, is shoot. All of us, you know, staying in the city, yeah. in the city, in one area. And then the rest is like, in my first high school, I, my first high school I went to, it was like, I would say about, you can legitimately count nine people of color. Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and you know, I played basketball, so basketball has been able to like shield, you know what I mean, shield mm-hmm. me. Everybody want to get in, but you everybody want to, but most of the times it was just more so like, I had an experience, it's crazy, like, I haven't told anybody, but I had an experience from that high school. Yeah. Because I can't, I, I can't ever play that. Yeah. To be honest. You know, I was a part of six, I was a part of six transfer coming from the inner city. Okay. Yeah, and I came over there. There's one experience I'll never forget. I was the only one, usually we have like a big group or group chat, that's it, like, and the other day, because we, we like a bunch together. Yeah. Very like that. Move, move together. Play, some of them play football too, and all of that. Okay. But one time, I walked in the lunch. I was the only one there that day. Wait, like only person of color <laughs> in the lunchroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, it, <laughs> I was shook. I was shook. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, coming from DC, it's just you see a lot, a lot of. Hispanics, you know, African Americans, you see 
Yeah. Like, that's that. And I was about probably about like a week into school. Yeah. That experience right there was like. So you couldn't relate, or is it? Not even couldn't relate. I. Yeah, for the most part, I couldn't relate. Back then, like in high school, like, I'm in my seventh grade, eighth grade, I'm gonna tell you something interesting. Like, I played, you know, travel basketball, mm -hmm. but I didn't even know. Eighth grade, my eighth grade year, we moved to my seventh grade year. Yeah. So, for the first couple, like, for the first couple, like, three months, I was going to my old school. Mm -hmm. And I had to catch my. School would start at 8. If I didn't leave the house by 5.30, I'd be late. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What you, what you mean? Like, how you got to school? <laughs> I had to take three buses. Oh, hell no. A train. Yeah. And I had to walk. Every day. Every day. And that's where my discipline, I guess, discipline came from back, like back then. Okay. Eighth grade. Because when I was able, the crazy thing is, ninth grade, I ended up going back into that same area of school. Yeah. For high school. For high school. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was so, you know, I'm so used to it. Like, literally, like, if you wake up at 6.15, you're going to be late. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> you're late regardless. The bus only comes. That, there's a certain bus that came to pick me up from the house, but it only comes after one every hour. Okay. So it's just bad, but we're getting up and going to school like way earlier than people thought. Yeah, it, was, it was something. And then of course, you know, after that, you stand after for the extracurricular activity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Basketball, but yeah, that was my, that was my experience going from DC to Portland, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I would say more so like the, Area. And then for my, I transferred my sophomore, junior, senior year, like, of course, you know, basketball. Like, mm -hmm. Basketball motivated a lot of my decisions back then. Okay. It's more so, like, I just wanted, you know, I wanted to get to it for sure. So. Okay, so you're out of, you know, you're playing basketball yeah. and whatnot, right? Then your college choices come around, you decide to go Kansas. Kansas State. And uh, you got Kansas State time for you to pick your educational field. So your educational field, you know, break, go and break it down for us. All right, so when I first got here, people don't know it. Uh -huh. my, my major was economics. Like when I signed, like, yeah. like I'm, I was I'm pretty good at numbers. It's just yeah. like once you get really a number, it's like a whole bunch of patterns. Yeah. You get the pattern right, okay, it's like that. But I got came here, you know what I mean? The, when they say the student athlete life is for real, like, so, I mean, I, you know, we all have time. Yeah. Coming from high school to college, like, it's a whole major, like, you really get to choose your time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, from choosing your classes and all that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you add that, and you know what I mean? A lot, a lot, a lot of people, like, they feel free when they come to class, you know what I mean? Yeah. You add that, but you had a whole different responsibility to it. A whole different responsibility, like, when it comes to, like, team stuff. Yeah. Like, that's from any sport. I would say for my first couple for my first couple years, three years, dude, man, but it was like compared to I know there's some people out there, some schools out there where it's like, yeah, you don't got no time, you know what I mean? Right after practice, right after class, you gotta go here, here. If you wanna do everything you wanna do, you just gonna be out at ten o'clock. You gotta go, you still gotta get some rest. Yeah. You still gotta <laughs> sleep, uh, wake up in the morning for workout or yeah. work practices. Oh yeah, they love that. Waking up in the morning for early morning practices. Most of the times, they use that as a deterrent. Like, what? Yeah. You, know, you get there. I had one practice. They said something like, it was, what was it for? It was MLK Day. It was like right before MLK Day. Yeah. We were going to play. We we're going to play, not before that, but the day, the day after. So we got up, had practice at 6. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, what, what, what the hell is going on? We just had a shoot around. Okay. Just, 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 just shoot around. I'm thinking like 45. I'm like, man. After just having the present the night before, and you like, man, like you literally when like the breaks come, like you know, winter break, Thanksgiving break, oh we love that. Yeah. Cause you down there, I was like, alright, smooth, I can just hoop now. Yeah. You're not thinking about the other schoolwork attached to it, like yeah. and the tutoring. There's the thing that comes to after like outside of like the schoolwork versus the tutoring. Yeah. Like, it's the tutor, especially if like they, when you start hitting the road, 
November, the blues started in the road, like, go crazy. But about months of November, like, I could tell you, like, I've been in class, like, at most all of my three years. And mm -hmm. most I've been in class in November four times. Yeah. Just because we're gone. Like, November, that, that's usually, like, unless you're, you play at a bigger school, most of your game's going to be at home. Yeah. The school's going to come to you. Like, stuff like, we go play Michigan, we go play Ooh. University. I ain't gonna lie, we got so many. I got so many experiences like, yes. to tell y'all about. Like, we played at University of Washington. We played at Washington's, no, University, University of Seattle. Okay. University of Washington, University of Seattle. We were out there for five days. And when I mean, like, we, as a team, we got the experience of a lifetime for us just to come in. There's a lot of people. A lot of my teammates, you know, I've been blessed enough to where it's like I've been able to travel. Mm -hmm. I've been here, I've been here, so I'm able to adjust you. But there's a lot, like a lot of my teammates that didn't even pass the coast yet. Mm -hmm. So going over there and just showing them what it is. And we, we stayed right in downtown Seattle. So we just, what? You just having fun, man. Yeah, of course. Enjoying it. So, so you start off with economics, right? Yes, sir. And you decide to change your major to criminal justice. What? In your mind triggered the ideas you know what i'm gonna start i'm gonna start with criminal justice here main thing the main thing about economics was time and being in class i'm more so like a hands-on you teach me when i'm ready that's why i like being in class class you know mm -hmm. i really don't like online classes because i like to be there and like just you know what i mean i'm more so like a learner from what i see yeah so basketball we're gone for so long like even the math skills i had thought i had just like mm -hmm. Not able to really, really pay attention to it much. You yeah. really pay attention to it much because you worried about, like, you worried about, you know, all this other stuff. You're on the court related, all the court you got to do. So, coming to criminal justice, I changed my major, my beginning of my sophomore year. Yeah, my beginning of sophomore year. I'm not gonna lie. At first, when I switched over, I wanted to be a detective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something great, but you know, you have to, it's a position, you know, it's a position, you gotta work your way up through, yeah. you know, police and stuff. Like you just that. can't come in yeah. and just be a, a detective? No, usually, unless you have, I would say, unless you have some kind of experience as a private investigator, yeah. then they'll be able to bypass. Most of the time, it's like, you know, it's departments that run their things, they know who they promoted up to detective. So it's like, mm -hmm. unless you got like your resume, all the way up here, mm -hmm. and they'll usually pick the animal on the ballot. Yeah. But um, shoot, like the main reason, and what's crazy about it now is, I'm the senior when I graduate in a couple like, like what, couple weeks? Yeah. Two weeks, like, and it's just like my whole from when I got in class. I'm thinking this, this. The thing about criminal justice is like they teach you in classes like. The system is messed up. For real? It's, it's all a game. It's all a number game. Statistics. Is it numbers based on like how much people need to be arrested or stuff like that? Or break break that down? So first of all, it's quotas. You, you ever notice on a you ever notice like on the fifteenth, the thirtieth, for the first? They ditch out. Of, I notice every month at the end of each month, mm -hmm. there's more cops pulling over anybody than ever, especially holidays. What? Oh, they love it. I feel like. I feel like this. I feel like police. They'll, they'll pull you over because they need the more people they can pull over, they probably get bonuses or some shit like two, that. Quotas, two big quotas. Like how do you how, especially for something like that? Something like policing is, is usually discreet. Mm -hmm. Most of the decisions made are off of officer discretion. Mm -hmm. That's why you notice a lot of them. Most of it's off their own discretion. Mm -hmm. Personal agendas. Yeah, yeah. Personal agendas, and it's like just policing. It's off your own, you know what I mean? Like, they'll give you the training, they'll train and all that, but when you're on your own, you'll be able to just, like, choose, should I get this person a ticket, should I not? You almost have, like, a little extra, you know, a little thing of power, like, yeah. you get to choose, you have discretion. You get to pursue this, not pursue that. You know what I mean? Can, like, personally, if I was a police, right, and pull someone over, you know, they, you know, their first time getting a polar for this thing, you know, you on the system type yeah. computer, also first offense, I go to them, Explain why they got pulled over. Yeah. That way they'll know next time not to do it. Not, nah, fuck that. You're gonna 
$2,000 ticket for doing so-and-so when they really don't have any knowledge about it. Yeah. Educate them first, right? I mean, what you think about that, though? Like, they need to educate, but it's also like, they, they think everybody's educated, but they really know not everybody's educated. Like, you notice, if you ever notice, like, you get pulled over and you tell them, you know, legally, I just say search me car. They don't have a problem call. Most of the time, they just want to ask you to search. And surprisingly, like, just in statistics alone, like, one of my classes, it was a staggering rate, like, it's over like So, George Floyd's situation, man, what you, what you think about that? My God, like, it's crazy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Mm -hmm. The officer who did stand on that day, he, I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. The officer mm -hmm. that stood on his neck. But I'm more so, just through my class, I look at the group. I look at the group of three, the one that was standing there just watching, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the other two that was putting their knees on him, like his back and his, his back and his, you know, fucking mm -hmm. It's like, you gotta understand, when you take some people down like this, they have trainings to teach officers to throw them down like that, do all this stuff. Yeah, use force. Use force. But the thing is, you don't use that force. Like, now, when they're in, they're in training, they use the force. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. They, they try to perfect a little thing. Mm -hmm. But now you gotta understand it from the other person. Like, that hurts. Being on the ground, like, being, you have you ever truly been on the pavement, on the ground, being forced down there? First of all, you hard to breathe. Yeah. Like you were saying, hard to breathe. Dude has a neck on. When you got your knee, yeah. this part of your knee, on this part of the neck, there ain't nothing, ain't the nothing good, ain't nothing good gonna come from it, and you know it. Mm -hmm. And he was able to, that's a different, like, like I ain't gonna lie, this world sometimes get treacherous, but that's a different kind of, ooh, like, devalue to those. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, what's crazy about that is, continuing, like, you know, the protest started, you know, in Atlanta, like, we, I know you heard about yeah. the dude that, the, dude that drove through. He killed a couple people, bro. He killed, he killed a Caucasian woman yeah. that was there to protest. So he didn't even, but the respect that the officers gave him before arresting him and eventually ended up letting him go was... What, let him go? Like I said, they probably let him go on bond. I, I still have to follow up on that with him. But yeah. The respect they showed him after he hit that, like, like, they never smoked a cigarette. Like, 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 literally, like, if that was, let, let's let's say if that was the other way around. Mm -hmm. A black man driving into a, a stand, uh, no matter if the, the crowd's opinion is, like, let's say it's like racism. They're like, uh, no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fighting back, but like, let's say if it was, the roles were reversed. Mm -hmm. They would, they would kill him now, so. Yeah. Before he got out the Get down here. Yeah. And I'm glad they made, you know, chokeholds illegal. But they're still like, you still see film on them using it. I do. Like, I still don't get these officers that plan like this. You know what I mean? Plan like this. Like, uh, one of the FBI warned about a long time ago. Like, it's like more than 10, 15 years ago. So I was sitting down in class. He said the FBI warned of. Uh, People, you know, the, of people getting to higher, higher levels of you know management and everything yeah. with the values of supremacism. Mm. Like you know, like 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 policing is the new KKK. <laughs> Basically, it's a new KKK. It's a certain place, certain places, certain places. Certain certain people sometimes do. Yeah, yeah. It's a cover up in a way, especially the police chief, right? Who's the head honcho of the police department and their values of life and their their personal agendas is really they really don't fuck with black people. Bro, you would you you wouldn't believe how many police chiefs there are. Yeah, yeah like like like, like I guess aggravated. If you were to look like like actually the people on top. The people on top, I'm not talking about the just, you know, just the officer coming in. Yeah. Tickets, but the people on top. Like, you have, and then like, that moral values, you know, they, they, they do give 
know what I mean? Uh, black lives this, black lives this. They care about the statistics. They getting, you know, they're getting money. They probably getting like aid from what? specific government groups. They're like, you know, hey, you know, you, you killed this amount of African Americans. You got them locked up because you know, locking them in prison is money. It's a business too. Oh, yeah, like I said, that's why I brought statistics into it. It's all about statistics. They know they're gonna get a certain number of, even though we make up. The African Americans make up, in general, the U.S. population of, uh, I think we make up, like, the, in U.S. population, we make up, like, 13. I think, like, yeah, 13 or 14. Yeah. We're, over, we're represented in general at about 40%. Yeah. 35 to 40%. I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? And this is just, and being in the class, like, just, I sit down, like, there would be some questions I ask the teachers, and they just be like, like that's mm -hmm. how messed up the system was. That's why from that from that point on, I was like, I can't do this. And even then, like being a black man in blue, yeah, it's different. You you get yeah. you like it, it's different. You know, of course, there's some people like some community that grow up in the community straight. But like even even we, you know, we look at ourselves like not even we. I always respect anybody. You know what I mean? Cause you know you know I always respect anybody. We was born the same way. We got all this. It don't matter, it don't matter to me. You treat me right, I'm treat you the same way. Yeah. There's something that's just, man, like you wonder like, deep, like where your heart at? You yeah. know what I mean? Like certain things like they, and police, police training too, they be, and almost like they devalue like black lives. For real, like when that's what I mean, black lives matter, like it almost gets devalued because of the trainings and all like, most of the time, like especially like, you know, new recruits, they're not trying to go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know what this is, what this ain't. You know, they're, they're being guided. Yeah, they may have like a like person who's very, yeah. you know, deep in, this, deep in the system with it. And they're getting, they're coming in good, thinking everything that he's doing is right. He or she's doing everything right. Mm -hmm. Now, they feel like they're doing a good thing by presenting in the streets and really the training that, that they're receiving that they think is right. Yeah. It's wrong. really it's wrong. It's wrong. And it's just crazy <laughs> because there's so many good officers out here that, like, there's so many good officers yeah. out here. And they're thinking, oh, they're doing great. They're doing, you know, they're great. Not only themselves, but like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, doing drugs on the streets, getting all that. But it's like, you do realize, like, <laughs> this is crazy. Because I watch something called Snowfall. Yeah. Snowfall is based on, you know, true events. Yeah. If you, if you really, like, during the time of, you know, funding for wars, funding for little wars, mm -hmm. right? That, oops, shoot, I see the crack every day. Yeah. 19, 1980s, 1980, 1990. They were really trying to find a new to Yeah. So you had literally some CIA high ranking, like, I mean, officials with drug dealers. Yeah. Certain ones. And the crazy thing is, if you got a drug dealer, you're really at the bottom of the totem pole. Drug dealers, turnover for drug dealers like this. That's what I'm also trying to keep in. Okay, it takes a little longer. And when you get past a certain point, it's like, okay, like, you're protected. Yeah. Like, you're protected. Like, what? FBI, informant, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and there, there was actually, like, you wouldn't believe how many undercover operations they are. Like, like, right, truthfully. Like, we think all these shows and stuff is fake. You know what I mean? Like, more so. But it's just like, certain, certain things, certain little, certain little things. It's like, ooh. Because, I mean, the number one industry in the United States, what? That makes us money is healthcare. Mm. Health. Health. Yeah. And that's like, we make money on health. Mm. So we just, at this, at this point, we just plan, you know, we know, like, people at the top, they know we're going to sacrifice this number, this percentage of people yeah. compared to this. And you, shoot, you notice it, shoot. Certain neighborhoods, you, you notice, you'll drive there, they, unless the police get called, they're not driving through that neighborhood in a good way. Mm -hmm. It's a nice cordial neighborhood. Yeah, nice cordial, unless the police, yeah. you know, they're not driving like they know, no, they got neighborhood watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, groups and shit. Yeah, like that. Compared to, like, you know, they, they said it's a hood. I don't call yeah. it a hood the hood, it's not really a hood. It's just a perception, really. It's just a, it's just a section of lower income, income housing. Exactly. That's all the lower income housing. And when you force people with education, 
especially how they turn gentrified things. They, mm-hmm. They've been trying to. They they did Portland. They've been doing Portland. Like it's it's when I first got to Portland, I got like North Side, you know, Northeast, ooh, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Go back a couple years ago for summer. It doesn't mean just because it's a it's a lower income neighborhood doesn't mean people are bad. Yeah, it don't mean people are bad. Is there really normal good people like the people that you think oh brother man got tattoos on his face, oh, tattoos yeah. everywhere, and he got tanks off and all stuff like you the stereotypical thing? That's the, the probably the nicest person really? you ever meet. You you ever meet, but the first thing, the first initial, what you get from people is the off the first initial interaction, mm-hmm. the first initial interaction, all real. What they look at. Don't let you have a game through this have two words. Mm-hmm. Even if you change, like there's a lot of people that were in that young that yeah. changed. That changed. You know what I mean? When when they were young kids or whatever, you put everybody makes mistakes. You can't yeah. define somebody off their worst mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoot, if we were doing that, the person sitting at the highest seat right now. He did some dirt. <laughs> what? Actually, uh in today's environment, the highest person, the main person you know in the world. Did some dirt. Imagine what he did as a kid, as a teenager that people don't know about. Imagine things that people don't know about that people did in general growing up to to who they are today. So this shit is crazy on that because you was picked. It was more so like you know you know how Mm. black people we we're representing the polls kind of yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you you see the suppression tactics you try. Especially like now, South tried to vote polls. Like, yeah, you're still messing with voting polls. Like, like still trying to mess with voting polls, not to let people vote. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, bro, this we get to a game like they're being how do I say being led a miss. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like you, you're not following the right leader. Like no leader, no willing to. There's some people that don't even know that like, there's this seven minutes taking me. Do you know he gonna use your son like Call of Duty? He gonna yeah. send him out there to die. Yeah. He, he, you talk the way he talking about. Like he's personally gonna go out there himself and fight. Yeah. But he's gonna send people. Cause you know back in the day, I was said it's back in the day. The presidents was the president at the time period. Actually, go out there with their uh with their their military and actually fight. Do yeah. the head honcho. Yeah, yeah. Like you know George Washington. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like it's you know. That position has got so political, like even like, but even before, like let's say before the current one sitting in office, mm-hmm. before that, you know, you know radios, mm-hmm. but even before that, they were more discreet. Like the, the Bushes, they were more a little bit discreet. Yeah, about the, you didn't really know too much was on their mind. But like, so he did this again. What the hell? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really is like, I ain't gonna lie, two Bushes they care about that. Mm-hmm. They care about that. So they weren't even like it wasn't no hate name with them, which is actually refreshing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were trying to, you know, get money through oil, really going to war for oil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, I mean, if he said that, you know what? There's a lot of oil over there. Yeah. We need some oil. Yeah. We just either people like are they not willing to give it, give it to us at yeah. all? We're gonna fuck them up and try to fight them boys for it. If he said that, yeah. ever, you know. Yeah, yeah, it would've been, it would've been. It would've been people option to go fight for it, yeah, not yeah. force people to go yeah, fight. You know, yeah, <laughs> no, but different. And the thing is, the phrase is so different. Shoot, you can watch the news now. And the police officer shoot, the first thing you do is shoot, go watch the news when a police officer shoot. Watch how they talk about it. The first thing they want to do is devalue the victim. Yeah, devalue. You find all the dirt, like, like, oh, he did this. He did this, you know what I mean? Like, like with George Floyd, oh, he was a, he used drugs and, um, he wasn't, yeah, counterfeit. You, of course, you had to count for $20, but you probably didn't know it was counterfeit $20. It was like talking about like how he was, like, yeah, used drugs, like drugs and stone, all those things that was a lie. It was a yeah, lie. It was a lie. And to media, you know, media being so popular, we can control people with what they see and what they hear. That's why people try to see it in. All you promote is hate. Yeah. Like, like, like fear. All you fear. Promote mm-hmm. straight fear. Like, and that's why they, bro, they, they, they tore that CNN, CNN right up. But what they do the next, next week, put, put out some more shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like most of these high, like, media places, especially how, what hurts me is how they talk about people and how they talk about compared to the officer. They always sympathize with the officer, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It could be, oh, kind of like the officer. 
Beyonce Taylor. Is that the one where they entered her, her home and, and, and kicked her, killed, yeah. her, killed her because they thought it was a drug thing? Yeah. Off of a word from an unreliable source. You're not supposed to listen to informants. Exactly. You, you take the advice of what Tito Williams using? Police officer, he was in the force for 25 years. Yeah. He said, you don't take advice from informants. You listen to it and then you follow up on it yourself before yeah. you even. They say, oh, real. Informants and they say, they, they, they'll say, oh yeah, there's some drugs in that house. Blah, blah, blah. First thing you do is not, but one thing too, no, not warrants. They got rid of that. No. Limit, limited, that's the word, like wording is important. Yeah, limited. Mm. No, not warrants. When people do no, not warrants, they're expecting to get like, like it's going to turn into a, because the people in there, mm. in the house, when you're doing a, when you're doing a knock, that's more so, we doing not one. Please. The first thing people do is they gonna start. You know, start getting rid of stuff. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Rid of, get, get rid of whatever they have. But we the no not could be anything to that person. Yeah. That's what they're gonna shoot back. And remember that you're when you saying you're gonna do a no not warrant, you basically putting people's lives at risk because it's gonna be a confrontation. Mm -hmm. Ain't no peaceful. You like they don't sleep. There ain't no peaceful like. It's gonna be a shootout because they don't know who there, who coming at them. You don't know who coming at you. Mm -hmm. Depending on what they have to lose, but how bad it'll get. If yeah. they don't got nothing in the house, even then sometimes, shoot, her boyfriend. Because he just thought it was intruders off a no not. A no not, they just literally bust the door in. Like, you think it's anybody. And like, from, yeah, like you said, from that perspective, you don't want to fucking, uh, you want to get your gun too. Yeah. Shoot, like, you know. This first thing, when people like, like the SWAT team, like, they, they love, like, you know, most people, they love, like, you know, that sight. No, no, warm. Like, it's more so like, uh, I'm getting a little hype. Like, high. Like, a hot. Some people, they get that high, they're legitimate, they're being all on the charge. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of people, I just love being in charge. Like, CEOs, CEOs, and known for that. Of course, it's great, you know. Mm -hmm. But some CEOs, they go into that field just because, the CEO is so like you pass like you pass it easy. Mm. Like even you be a narcissist, you pass easy. Like you know what I mean? If they really want you, you pass. That's not even. You got a problem of violence? Uh, we'll look over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, two tours in Iraq. Oh, we yeah. look over there. Mm -hmm. It's just like power. Everybody want to have the little power they you know that they can. You notice even like. Some of the officers, you know, some of the officers just, some of the officers that, you know, that fire department, you know, yeah. that lies are just like, my main thing to them is like, when you leave, when you leave your job, like, everybody, everybody else, so everybody cares things with them. To be able to go back to you, you go back to your family and to be, to say to yourself, to lie to yourself and say, I ain't doing nothing wrong. This person deserves it. Yeah, that's that's, that's wrong itself. That's, that's not that's not a human trait. Mm -hmm. That's not a human trait. Like you think you doing work? Nah, that's not a human. That's not that's there ain't no part of that human in a good way. But like I said, there's so many. There's so many. There's a good one. There's there's so many good ones. It's just like usually when you see a bad apple, yeah. You got to go ahead and go crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I start joking. There'll be a, a little group there, so you don't build a ball. It's like, hey, man, you know what I mean? You doing a little something, you're gonna get friends on it. You, get, you know what I mean? Yeah, and also, you, like, uh, you know, some people get be on payroll for some, you know, drug deals in the way, which is uh, sometimes, oh, sometimes not, not well, like, you know, the payroll system. No, the payroll system. Yeah, I believe it's like, I'm not gonna lie to you. They pay these officers just if you don't got a if you don't got a bachelor's degree, you sign up to be a police officer. Starting is about I think thirty nine, forty, thirty nine. That's not bad, bro. That's not. It's like they, they, with that, I say they pay they pay the officer like that forty thousand dollars, right? You should get free mental mental care. 
You should get a resistance day for a week. Mm -hmm. um, you should get a debriefing, like a vacation, like a two week debriefing for a vacation, mm -hmm. just to get re reset. The stress that comes with that, the stress mm -hmm. that comes with it, because most of the times you're dealing with it's other people's reactions and your reaction at the mm -hmm. same time. That's why you're training is big. Like if you're not trained, if you're trained, like be ready all the time. Like, you don't know what's going on. You gonna, the first thing you're gonna do is pull out there. Mm -hmm. If you're trained, I'm like, okay, it's just a situation. You know, be brief and talk. I've seen one, I've seen one where it's like, there's a, uh, you know, Caucasian lady, Caucasian lady, they did a test, you know, officer's over They did a test, she, Caucasian lady sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. Sitting on the bench. So, you know, two officers, two, two officers went up to her. Hey, how you doing, man? Like, you know, she just got up and said, hey, how you doing, man? Mm -hmm. Frank came. Frank came. My friend came. Like, but it was out of the blue. They didn't even know anybody was gonna be interrupted. So I was like, oh no, like, man, you gotta go, Karen, hey, your boyfriend, you know, he's like, like, and also just knocking out like this. They don't wanna, you know, they don't wanna touch it. Like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. And literally let her walk off. Yeah. They try that same experiment, you know, with women that ever be married. Yeah. Hey, yeah, like, they search they search them. Yeah. They find They find Okay, we're free to go. Little, little do they know at the end of the test, there was a gun, unregistered gun sitting in the lady purse. Mm. <laughs> like, wow. like, like unregistered gun sitting in the lady purse, and it was marked. Like. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. So. Alright. So I, I want to do this, you know, like go to the actual police departments and ask them, like, do you, do you think you can go to the police departments and ask them, do they even know what black culture is? If they're policing the, the black neighborhoods, the urban neighborhoods, do they even understand the neighborhood the, and black people in general to even have a conversation with them? And, Stuff like that is very important to me because you can't you can't grow up on one side your whole life and try you, to try to govern a different kind of people that live a whole different way. You yeah. So what you think about that? That's that's big. Like you said, like some people go, you know, in the police they come from a smaller town. This you get thrown into a big city and you be like, what? It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm happy we got this this enough. But it's like, you know, you have some of the mindset of just, I have to understand who these people are. But it's not a lot that do that. You know what I mean? Because they're more so, it's, you know, they're scared from themselves. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, is there all that interaction, yeah, yeah, all that interaction, all that interaction with people, like, you know, usually that's, that's why, you know, it's like, Atlanta, I, I love America. Like, I ain't really got no place on the Atlanta PD with the experiences I've had. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I feel trouble. They, they look like me. They talk to me the same way. Yeah, they just like, hey, that way. Mm -hmm. like, like, for real, like, also been being mentored, you know. Yeah. It's going to keep you out of the way. You know what I mean? Of course, they still got shooting guns and everything. You know what I mean? But that crime is everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it anywhere you go. Yeah. So that just, that's not a thing. But, like, going inside most of these places, like, I ain't going to lie. Like, certain ones, like, a detective who I tried going through Cobb County. Mm. He, he was African, he was African American himself. I ain't gonna lie. He's a great, great man. Mm. He, like, really helped him. He wrote me a letter of recommendation. And he was working with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A great man. But even then, like, I was through him, the interview and all that, that sense, he was just, I was, he was just like, man, what's your name? This kid, you know, Cobb County. Like, he, like, he even told me, like, it was just Cobb County, that's what you but why would you the thing is our right, system Cobb County Police Department, right? Mm -hmm. Just put it out there. You know, I'm just using them as yeah, you get an example. So I I was just say sorry, Cobb County. So as a as a system, you know so someone telling you, hey man, you know, just understand the system and you know, whatever, like why would you gotta be Someone t got to tell you that before you even start. So it's an underlying. Everybody, everybody joins for different motives, different reasons. 
Yeah. With people that want to go there and actually make changes, you know what I mean? Like, streets, you know, they ain't for themselves and their kids, you know what I yeah. mean? There's some people that just want to go out there for action, you know, you know the cocky rah rah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people like living that way. But it's every, to get into police, it's kind of like the military, like, you have a certain, like, the reason you go into it is because you want to do this, you know yeah. what I mean? You want to make a change in this, like, but, Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> going into like like you said, I've been learning a lot, a lot more people going into the police station and you know just you know just talking to them. They you know they're human beings just like us. It's like it's a, a fear factor. Like young African American like me, like I guess you know what I mean. Like shoot, I go in there. They might just want to fingerprint me, just you know just check if I ain't got no prior or nothing like that. You know what I mean. Yeah. Be allowed to call. 
You don't need, buddy don't even know what the heck going on. Yeah. Don't know what the heck going on. Because it went from zero to hundred. It went from zero to hundred real quick. So you trying to say, like, and of course, like, you know, right now, like, bro, like, if you see, like, around what you see, if you see, you know, three officers, like, and they don't look, look, look like you, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's certain places driving around, like, you almost feel like you almost being, like, watch, watch, like, tired, like, like I know there's sometimes when I walk into work, like, there's one time I parked my car. Mm-hmm. I parked my car. I walk into work, bro. I noticed. <laughs> I was, they stopped, they stopped the car, you know how I can tell you. Mm-hmm. They stopped the car right here. They looked down at me. I know I see this, I can see this out the corner of my eye. I'm like, let me just, I got my work vest on, I ain't gonna mess with me. Mm-hmm. Dude, I see you buddy go like this. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they, they turn, they turn out. Luckily my manager came, came that they, they just smiled and went away. Yeah. And that could have been a whole thing right there. And I got my vest on. Yeah, going to work. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah. Like, as, like it sometimes could have been like for real, like not even what you did. Mm-hmm. It's what how they feeling that day. Mm-hmm. How they feeling at that moment? Maybe you are just looking for somebody over here. Yeah, yeah. For them more rest. Yeah. So and so, just because I feel like resting so and so. Yeah. And crazy thing is now reverting back to the Wendy store. The band was like probably the next three First thing, when you wake somebody up their sleep, do they usually like they're not always coming to collect? When you wake somebody up their sleep, they they just yeah, like what the hell going on? And then you knocking, blah, 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 whatever, knocking, and, and you know they all not like they yeah. put your glass. They knocking, okay, they step out the car. I don't know what the hell going on. They still got the kid in the back. They start mm-hmm. making forward to you know make muscles to rest in there. Rule one on one. Don't shoot people in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they flee. You're supposed to uh, let them flee. All right. Either you're going to come back for the keys yeah. or the kid. Mm-hmm. Or it's your, it's your yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid, Kid and the keys right there. What he's investing, unless he's a total asshole that don't care about nothing, yeah. he's going to come back. Yeah. He's going to come back. If you will actually follow that kid, he's going to come. He's going to eventually come back. Mm-hmm. Not even that. He can't chase him. He can't chase him. A warrant. Yeah, you know, he can't chase him. Just get, get, get you know, number on the back. Especially if it's not about it. Ain't nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It's about the damn Wendy's. Yeah. Who just fell asleep? Dude ran off and fell asleep. Okay. You missed out on a ticket holder for that. You know what I mean? All right, just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Buddy, they had him call. Buddy trying to, buddy's like, buddy's scared. Like, yeah. He's scared. You don't know what's going to happen. Especially nowadays, like, everything, every single interaction, especially with um, young African Americans, like, bro, we, but we don't know what you looking at me like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like you think I'm criminal? You think I'm this? Like, that's why I like I stay cute, like stay clear. Like I was for sure really going to think about getting some tests right here, or mm-hmm. right here, which I still am. But it's like you know, I never thought about the face, the hair, nothing. Like just in general, like you know, it's too smart. You know, people say I want to get a job. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, most CEOs got tattoos everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't care about that. No. I don't care about that. I don't mm-hmm. affiliation or whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. so now, they could, buddy, buddy found a way to flee. He got a second car. Mm-hmm. That was just right. Yeah. You not thinking, why the hell is this man running? Like, you thinking, like, why the hell is this man running? Did you not now go back to your, you just seen a little baby in the car. Yeah. A kid and a child in the car. That's a fault. Yeah. See, obviously, sleep, sleeping right there. You not no hard. You know there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Bro, you supposed to come at that with a, a certain type of compassion. But the force, the way he pulled out his gun so fast and shot, buddy. But there's people in line. Like, like, like people in line like, looking like, you gotta be some area that think you're gonna get away with this. Like, the dude that was sitting on what's name meant. He thought he was gonna get away with it. That's why he was chilling so smooth. Like, bro, they ain't gonna prosecute a cop. And the thing is, what? What will continue until cops are some the bad police officers are held to the same standard? Mm-hmm. Meaning, if well, after the first, you ain't never heard of a police officer getting locked. Yeah, getting like the worst thing they did, they went sent to a minimum facility. Mm-hmm. Oh, pretty much. Okay, we're gonna be sent to a minimum facility. Minimum, at most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So it's like you coming, you coming in that. What we will really see change is when people not only just get prosecuted, they just what what hurts about this is like. They've been trying to all this. They've been trying to drag this out for so long. Like mm-hmm. criminal justice has been trying to drag this out for so long. Like like for real, it ain't gonna be a story until you officially do it. Look, a police officer just got like mm-hmm. a killing arm. When when that happens, you know it's a whole big whoa. Mm-hmm. Boy, that cannot be the first time you do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you do anything like, like there's others that done worse. And like I said, minimum means security. Yeah, uh, desk job. Uh, you, you get paid, paid time off, stuff like that. Paid but, time off, and after you know damn well, you got to go at each other that what happened. Mm-hmm. happened. Like, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, going that stuff. Also, from Wendy's, you gotta know, man. It's, you ain't shooting no beer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a human being, and he's a big guy. He's not going far. Yo, oh yeah, and oh, you see that? That's <laughs> the that's the thing I, I forgot to the taser. Yeah, he brought it. He said, "Oh yeah, put it to the taser." If you, if you look at the video, but he wasn't really going to shoot him. But he was just he was trying to. Hey, it's a right. taser. It don't even reach that far. He yeah. more so just so he can drop it and run. Mm-hmm. He more so finding time and that, space to even run. And they was talking about tasers are deadly weapons, but they're using people all the time. For they, for if they don't, if, if, if they think he was being an asshole, they'll use it like, And they use it on uh, the college kids. Uh, oh, like, that was driving, that was in the car. Yeah. Remember they broke the window? Yeah. They use it on college students. Person Spellman and uh, Morehouse on college students, but now it's a deadly weapon. When the winning shit happened. I ain't gonna lie, them the time, them the time. personal goals for changing the system once you become uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, get in the field of criminal justice? Really, police training. I want to be changed, you know, police training. Like just like initial training. Mm-hmm. Like, like, get, like culture, like get understanding culture and stuff. Yeah, and more so when they're coming, more so when they're coming in, it's just like keeping them updated with real life events. Like, mm-hmm. like recording no bad, you know what I mean? Also, like I said, it's the what it's the two percent, three percent that is really doing all this damage. But it's just keeping them updated, like aware. Like you know what I mean. Like you more so thinking. Nah, don't think of first thing. Pull out a gun. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And actually, the first thing I think is is uh, critical skills. Critical mm-hmm. skills. Analyzing your critical skills. You pull into a car, you'll see. Being able to read situations. You know. And what how I mean? to? What's the word? Like that grasp the situation or? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the word for it. Is it make it make situation smaller. If it's this high, yeah. you want to learn how to bring. But there's a lot. Of, I'm not lie, bro. There's a lot of departments that are just like that. Their training is based off of like fear tactics. Like that's what I mean when it comes to like mm-hmm. fear tactics. Like telling you to be all beat all the time. Mm-hmm. And most through all your trainings, you get. You know what I mean? Like you know that even in training, most subjects. It's a little, you know, it gets you soon. Oh, I know what to do with this, what to do with this. No. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, some officers' training is really, really good. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, I was, I was in, um, it was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Officer pulled me over because I made a turn, made a wrong turn, but you know, this license plate from Georgia. And, um, he was like, he pulled, he pulled us over, got me in the car. And, and he was like, step out of the car. Cool, step out of the car. I didn't have my license or anything on me at all. I left, I just left it at the hotel. Oh shit. So, but lucky I always keep a safe copy yeah, on my yeah, phone. Yeah, 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 safe copy, yeah. Yeah, so he was like, all right, you got your license. I don't, I don't have my license on me, but I have my phone. Yeah, let me just see that then. All right, look at it, okay. Cool. Oh, I just want to let you know that you know that was a wrong turn. I, I see that you're not from here. 
Um, just next time, just know you can't make a sound right there. That's great. Yeah, bro, that, that, I don't I yeah. complain, complain about that at all, but it's like, you know what? I heard from coming and not bringing quotas back to school. Yeah. And Quincy, he treated, he treated, he treated you extremely well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you were fair, like, you know what I mean? Like, he analyzed, he, his critical thinking skills were yeah. right there. He said, okay, dude, not from Georgia. I mean, not from here. Yeah. New Orleans. Okay. I'm not going to be on you. know, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, yeah, but it's like, what's that word I just said? <laughs> one I just said, coming back to, Critical thinking skills. Yeah. Critical thinking skills. It's analyzed. Analyzed situation. Analyzed, you know, people. Like, for real. Like, mm-hmm. in a way, police are like sociologists. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, observing human behaviors. Mm-hmm. You also, but, like, you know, like you said, other places, they don't, they can't relate to it. You know, yeah. let's say if a police officer grew up in, like, Savannah, like, they, you know, mm-hmm. and somewhere else in part of Savannah where it's like, okay, you don't got this too much stuff, this too much stuff. Mm-hmm. And you go somewhere else, all kinds of stuff, like, going into the big city, coming from a small town, they're going to be a quarter, they're going to be like, yeah, like, yeah. and they'll start to develop, when they go to work, that defensive mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't never want that. You're talking about that defensive mindset. You're going to work, like, you're going into combat. Like, that yeah. should, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be how you do it. You see what, you see what I'm saying? You're going to go out there and help people. Yeah, yeah. Not fucking kill, it's your first initial thing is let me help someone. If your life is threatened, as in, like, yeah. that individual that you're helping, mm-hmm. Like someone coming nowhere, pull a gun at you, so I'm gonna kill you. Just cause well, whatever. But still at that time period, if he you know, if you don't have a finger and trigger and all like hey man, it's calm down, I'm just here to help. You still wanna like kinda of, like you said, be a, a psychologist to the person. Talking them down, smart like talk talk the situation even smaller and helping out like that. So that's 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 a big thing. And so culture culture change and Definitely understand where your police is very important, man. Yeah. That, man, I'm not, yeah, there's, there's a lot of great. It's just more so, it's just for the masses, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's cool that you see this, there's some places with police right now that's great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, there's the, the bad ways to be like, like the more, like the great places are outweighed by the places that haven't caught up mm-hmm. to where, like, like, very much police and the chiefs. Like, you really gotta know who is your police chief. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the captain? What are his values? Because his values are gonna be instilled throughout the streets mm-hmm. in that city. Like, could the cop kill me? Don't play. Mm-hmm. Do not play. I fuck the time with Little, little, little things do not play. That's good. Everyone's so looking for picture. They, they gonna let you know. We, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, and they, and just because everybody else knows it, they know it too. Yeah. So that's one of the ways they deter their crime. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna commit no crimes in the you know Cobb County. Or mm-hmm. you're not gonna lose. Remember the looting? Yeah. Hey, what? Come to the mall? I know I'm coming to the mall. Like, every entrance, every entrance. Two two of the big, you know, squad cars, two mm-hmm. big squad cars, they outside, they just wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Just protect it, you know. For sure. But it's like this is this one of them always, you know, it's closed or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like that is, you know, certain departments, like, you know, Atlanta PD is more so like show police and they don't, they'll be there. Uh, yeah. They obviously get caught, like, also stupid, like, man, it's something too, too obvious. Like, they, you know, of course they don't get you, but, yeah, like, years of discretion to the most. Quotas. Oh, that's what I want to say. Quotas. Yeah. <laughs> quotas. That's what I look for. Quotas. In, the, in your situation, like, bro, like, he was able to help because he didn't have the pressure of I have to get a certain number of people. Because when Daniel started noticing mm-hmm. later on to later month, if he would start shooting on like the 15th or 30th, you might have probably got a seven dollar ticket. Because mm-hmm. he damn that shit up, bro. A couple, couple people short. Like, Sorry, man. Like he, obviously he don't he don't want to do it. Yeah. But sometimes they, you know they don't want to do it, but they gotta keep on the quota. Quota. There should never be a quota for police. Like you know. What I mean? There's this many people that, that didn't do no crime. You don't look, but you're not supposed to get this many people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But quotas, the three strike law, three strike laws. Mm-hmm. Three strikes, if you're out, like, 
I don't think I read that. Wow. I don't think I read that. That's that's stupid because I think me Phil was talking about the game version that, right? They're trying to, but you but you know how they, they're gonna try to drag it out as long as they can. Mm-hmm. As long as like like you know, they're gonna try as long as they can to see how much do you really want it and mm-hmm. the best they're gonna hold if you continue. Yeah. If not, that's why a lot of people right now are talking about social justice not stop to it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Keeping it going because you can't especially with being a government, you can't like you can't let them get ease and be like, okay, we did it now. Yeah. Let's go post it, you know what I mean? And things will revert right back into the way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right back into the way. But like I said, the bigger deterrence would be if something that heinous happens, which I don't wish, yeah. and also being charged like with life, like, yeah. actual, like for real. Mm-hmm. That's, that is going to send a shockwave throughout police. It, it, it's going to increase the discipline and how they react to people, how they treat people, and use, use force actually when necessary. Exactly, because you're like, you taught your blood a lot. Mm-hmm. You get so much stuff for you. They love if you ever notice like you go by a QT or racetrack, it's always like either one squad car out there. Mm-hmm. Just just sitting there. That's a that's a wink wink. That's a wink wink deal with the owner. Yeah. You come in, free coffee, no, it's like literally. Come in. Yeah, because I was working at a gas station the over officer was uh, there that night. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure I take care of them because I know they're gonna yeah. take care of me outside. So yeah. I do understand that part. Yeah. So, and, and even though there's no crime going around in the area, I was like a luxurious place yeah. around. I still respect them in that way. Like, right, in case shit happens, yeah. you're right there. You're right, no, yeah, you're right there. Yeah. The thing is, you'll deter a lot of crime. Motherfuckers won't come up and try to rob a store if they see a squad man, a squad car, all yeah. sitting right there. Uh, you know what I mean? They're not gonna come up to that one. They're gonna come up to the ones where. And, you know what I mean, it's like 15 people at the gas station mm-hmm. and they just outside their cars, literally, you know what I mean? It's a deterrence. Yeah. All, all, there's, you know, there's multiple types of policing, you know what I mean? There's show deterrence, you know, there's crime deterrence, mm-hmm. and there's a, what's that, community, community policing. Mm-hmm. Community policing, you, you see more so, it's like, you know, like you go downtown, you see officer riding around on a bike, and you more so check on the homeless population and then, you know, Okay, she's yeah. doing it around, and that's you know, I'm but it's just like with all what's going on right now, just in the world, is I feel like it's been going on for a while, mm-hmm. but it's more so like it's just being able to be seen. Yeah, like what Smith said, racism isn't 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 dead, it's just being recorded. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, where's the she started happening like that after I sat at the high school. In the hospital, they were like growing up, like you said, as kids. And white, like, you know, little Timmy right there is white or, or green or yellow, and I'm not gonna play with them. People are like, shit, let's go play us. Awesome. Let's go ball out. Shoot, from first grade to sixth grade, alright, you know, man, you grab me, you know, we're kicking it. You wanna go play on the stage? Shoot, we got another basketball team? Come on, Tina. Yeah. Alright, for real. And then you'll start middle school. You start to notice a little seven, eight, you know what I mean? No change. People that, yeah, it's certainly like, yeah, they're more out going, hey, you know. What, what, what hurts is like, you know, sequel, like little sequel, like kid, like, especially seven, eight grade, that's like the prime sequel. Yeah. Second notice, uh, hey, like, you know, dude, I stuck you. Hey, mom, shit, my parents say you can't come over. Yeah. And that, and that's, 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 something can start like that. You know what I mean? And the, and the boys would be, and the boys, most of the time, the boys would be devastated. Yeah. They devastated. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to kill my friends. So you're going to spend the night. Mm-hmm. But then, you'll be another friend. Like, yeah, of course you're going to spend the night all the time. And what you mean? Who's welcome to your home? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I see the crowd, you start hanging around. And, mm-hmm. and from there, it's like, it builds into a whole different kind of ideology. Like high school, you start those days. People stick to themselves, stick to themselves, they'll stick to up to you. But they'll, you know, stick to themselves, like, or group people. Oh, yeah. Group, group, 
No, 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 you know, there's no group of us. Like, you know, it's like Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Geeks, you know, like, you know what I mean? All that time. Just, people just started grouping up. Not more so shared value, but sh- shared characteristics. Interests. Yeah, yeah, shared characteristics and interests. They were starting noticing nice group people hanging around, you know. Yeah. And then, even like the, now you, now you out of that. Yeah, you're out of that, you're an adulthood. It's like the foundation you had set up for you starting from making people know it. Like, you go to your parents, not letting you go to your friends, your friends' birthday party. Mm-hmm. She stays in this neighborhood and there ain't no one just coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I ain't gonna lie, I have a friend like that. Like, they agree, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, even my, my boy had that. He just, like, he was hurt. I see, I see how much he was hurt off of it. He got on the phone, you know, he was asking if she was like, can she got a video game? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And she was like, no, 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 no. But it's like, the way she said it, and she was trying to make excuses for it, but it's like, oh, 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 fine. Yeah. Hey, not today, like, you're a kid, not today, but she maybe yeah. she'll let me come next week. Yeah. She ever on fifth, five weeks, man. We got in a short time. We came in right before you go on the bus there, man. We still chopping it up, but it's just like, she's like, man. Even him looking at me, like, told me, he's like, it's a whole bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, bullshit. I don't know why my people won't, but it, whatever, like, I, I say she won't come over to you. I'm crazy. Welcome. Well, welcome to Rain's Born. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. And it's just, I'm sorry for that. Damn. That's crazy, man. So. We're gonna go ahead and end it, man. Appreciate you, Isaac. Appreciate you, yep, for coming on the show. And <laughs> most definitely, let's get right. But you know, bust that, bust that ass in 2K real quick right now. Oh, and like, uh, to let, let everybody know, man, if they need to talk to you, man, or how how could you be reached? Uh, if y'all need to reach me, my Instagram is Isaac I S A A C five Buyamba. N B U Y A M B A. And shoot, that's the best way to reach me through here, I guess, Instagram or, you know, everybody got the Facebook. It's just my mm-hmm. first and last name. Um, shoot, for the most part, um, if you need me, more so just IG. The best, IG is the best way, and we'll build a relationship off there. Okay, man. Appreciate it again, dog. <laughs> yeah. Real vibes, real shit, real stories. Come get a bite at the Lunch Me Podcast.